Welcome, Jill Sproul, to Santa Clara Valley Healthcare's podcast, The Beat. Thank you for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you and introducing you further to the community as well. Chief Nursing Officer here at Santa Clara Valley Healthcare, welcome, and can you tell us a little bit about what you do, what that means? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me. The Chief Nursing Officer at Santa Clara Valley Medical Center is the Everything reports through nursing, everything reports up to the CNO or chief nursing officer. And since 2019, now we are a three hospital system. So it it entails nursing practice from all three hospitals. So oversight of nursing quality, nursing practice, nursing operations, staffing, uh, making sure we're in accordance with all the regulatory agencies of CDPH, CMS, the Joint Commission, and really, you know, I took this role, um, gosh, five and a half years ago, and to really elevate practice, but also in these trying times of you know post pandemic or we're still in the pandemic, um, recruitment and retention. So really valuing the nurses that work here. Um, so since then, we've we've reinstituted the shared um, governance structure, shared leadership. We have brought back the Daisy Award, and we are. Um, really focusing on how we can not only recognize, but elevate the nursing practice here at Valley Medical Center. So basically a lot is what you is what you do. <laughs> it and... is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And it's an important role for the organization. Yeah. Um, so I do, I report to the CEO, Paula Renz, who is very supportive of nursing. Um, he has been an incredible um, I, big cheerleader of nursing and has been um, a really strong supporter of nursing. So that I'm very grateful of. That's amazing to hear. And also, like I said, you're busy. So I'm glad we got this time in the studio to hear more about your story and what you do here. So yeah, I didn't know that nursing covers so many things more than just in a bedside manner as well. So you're all over the place here at the hospital. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, it's, um, primarily the focus is inpatient for my role, but also um, nursing practice throughout the healthcare system, again, at all three hospitals, the clinics, um, and, um, you know, having oversight of nursing practice for the health system. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into all of the various things here. Uh, like you mentioned, the DAISY Award, which is a, it's a really phenomenal way in which we honor that dedication by nurses here. But for you here, being here at this uh, medical center, what's a little bit of your story and how you ended up uh, in this role? I know you've been in other roles here as well, but what brought you into the world of nursing? Well, let me just preface, I've been, I have been here a long time. I started here in 1990 as a new graduate nurse and I really wanted to work. I did a lot of my clinicals at Valley Med when nursing school at San Jose State. And I tried to pick the clinicals that were here because I really wanted to work at VMC um, and I really wanted to work in the burn center. Um, At the time, I didn't know if they were hiring new grads or if they had a new grad program. And so I really wanted to get in the burn center and I talked to my instructors and um, was first told, nope, the burn center does not take nursing students. They won't allow it. So I boldly asked my instructor, well, can you ask? You know, I really am interested and I want to see, one, if I can handle it, you know, being a burn survivor myself, two, if it's a good fit for me, and three, if it would be a good fit for the burn center. And so um, 
my instructor went out on a limb and went and talked to the nurse manager and said, we don't normally take students, but if she's really interested, we'll take her, but it can't be for a day. She has to spend half of her clinical rotation here. So I was, so the instructor came back and she said, it's yours if you want to do it, but you have to spend half your rotation. And this was early on. This wasn't even my final semester. I did it and I loved it. So then the nurse manager said, well, if you really want to spend your your senior, you know, your last semester of nursing school, your preceptorship here, I'll allow it. So I pushed and pushed and pushed again, which was kind of bold for a nursing student. And I was able to spend my preceptorship in the burn center. And by the time I finished the precept, well, I wasn't even done with the preceptorship. The nurse manager said, I want to hire you. I want you to come work here. And I'm like, yes, I would love to come work here. So I started as a new grad in the burn center back in July of 1990. So I started here 32 years ago. Wow. That's a long time. And also what an amazing journey to, to you know, going after what you wanted and also then staying dedicated. You weren't there just for a day. You've been there for many decades. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And so then from then I spent 20, gosh, 27, almost 28 years in the burn center and um, while doing other roles too. So um, I was the interim director of critical care m multiple times um, throughout the years when they needed kind of a fill-in director. Um, at that time, I didn't want to leave the burn center. And so I did not apply for the position. And then the CNO position came open and, um, you know, we were going through just some challenging times in the country and with healthcare. And it was my husband that said, you know, you really should apply. And I was like, I don't want to leave the burn center. And he said, well, you know, we don't know what's going to happen nationally with healthcare. And we were going through an election at the time and, you know, uh, just a lot of changes in healthcare. So he, my husband was one that said, what a better way to advocate for VMC as being the chief nursing officer. And then I said, well, I'm not going to get it and all those doubts, self-doubt. And my husband said, well, you know what? Why don't you just put your name in and go through the process and see what happens? If not, you have a job you love and you'll stay in the burn center. So I listened to my husband and I said, okay, I'll do that. And then when I got the job, that was when I really, the realization of leaving the burn center hit me. And when Paul offered me the job, I did tell him, you know, my concerns. And he said, well, you're going to be the chief nursing officer. You'll still be involved with critical care. You'll still be, you'll be over all of the units and you'll just have a, a broader scope and be able to kind of have your hand in everything. And so I said, yes. And so I took the job, uh, April of 2017. Okay. That's amazing. Kind of long-winded. <laughs> no, I love to hear that. And that's really inspiring for people to hear that your heart for this place continued to stay so strong. And going back just a little bit, your original inspiration for wanting to get into the nursing profession, I know that we have talked and we've worked on news stories together about, you know, maybe people that have inspired you or maybe a little bit about your story about, you know, what really urged you to do this rather than another path in life, if you will. Yes. Well, being a, a patient, a lot of my childhood because of my burn injury, um, I kind of grew up in the hospital. I was injured in 1972 and I was in the hospital for a very long time. My mother's a nurse. Um, but she wasn't really trying to inspire or push me into nursing. She was in nursing during a challenging time. And she would say, you know, was saying, there's so many opportunities for, for women that I didn't have in the 50s. Why don't you go into, you know, computer science or business? 
So I did try these other majors, but it was the nurses that took care of me um, at a young age and in and out of the hospital that really inspired me. I loved my nurses. And as a child, I learned a lot about the hospital and it's kind of like its own little city, uh, if you will. And um, I had some such excellent role models. And so the nurses that took care of me, so I did listen to my mom and I tried these other majors in college and I tried business, I tried um, psychology, I tried all these other majors and then I said, no, I really want to go into nursing. My mom was not so happy of me at, at the time because I was like, you know, spending all this time in college and I wasn't graduating. Um, so when I did come home and I talked to the uh, undergraduate undergraduate coordinator at San Jose State, who at the time said, you know, nursing's impacted. It could take you several years. You might not even get in. And the more obstacles I bumped up against, the more determined it made me to say, you watch me, I'm going to get in that nursing program. And then a year later, I was in the program. And so, you know, nursing has been such a phenomenal career. And then especially here at VMC, um, this place is like such a special place um, in my heart. And, you know, I really didn't know, you know, I kind of was grown up in a little bubble, um, you know, in South San Jose. And I had no idea about, you know, access to care issues and people, you know, not having health insurance and just the struggles that so many of our community members go through that it was, and as a new graduate nurse, not having a lot of life experience, it was such a eye opener. I was like, wow, I had no idea people had so many struggles. And being the safety net hospital, I was so happy that we were here for the homeless. We were here for single women, a place to have their babies. We were also here as a regional trauma center, a regional burn center, uh, five-star uh, inpatient rehab units. Um, so we are really here for everyone, for the community. And it has been, you know, talk about uh, upward mobility and having you know, starting here as a brand new graduate nurse and just the opportunities that presented me and some excellent mentors. I've had some incredible, incredible nursing leaders that have pushed me out of my comfort zone, oops, have pushed me out of my comfort zone and said, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know what, I think you should do this. And, you know, it being, you know, your inside voice saying, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then I'm saying, okay, I, I think I'll try that. And then you know, it's happened my whole career where someone's tapped me on the shoulder and said, you need to do this. And at first it's no. And then it's like, okay. Well, you just push through and, and it happens yeah. eventually with that determination. Yeah. I just find it so amazing that, you know, you've used your story to continue to follow not only your passion, but then to use that to better the lives of others and to help others. But as a child experiencing something, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about what happened, but I can imagine some people may not want to spend more time in a hospital or, you know, it might be challenging where maybe nursing would be the last thing that they'd want to get into. What was it for you or uh, you uh, something about your experience that really made you gravitate toward this path? Well, I have to say the kindness of my nurses because I was there a long time, March till August and then in and out of the hospital throughout my whole elementary school, junior high, and then I kind of slowed down with the surgeries in high school. I was kind of done by that point. But the nurses were so kind and they got me through it. You know, my mom was a nurse, 
but she was also my mother, right? But these were nurses that just gave me choices in the dre- oh, in the dressing change and how I got burned. I was burned in a gasoline explosion, a campfire accident. My sister and I were both burned. Um, two of our th- of three girls. Um, I'm the youngest, and so also my parents seeing them go through this. So when I was trying out all these other majors, I really knew from a young age I wanted to be a nurse. But my mom really kind of drilled in my head, there's so many other opportunities, try something else. So I tried those other things. And it's like, nope, I want to pick a career that I'm passionate about, that I love. And, you know, really always in the forefront of my mind is the patient experience. Like what I didn't like, you know, because the majority, 99% of my nurses were great. But I had a couple nurses that I thought, oh, if I ever get that way of burnt out or just like just lack of compassion, I need to get out of nursing. And, you know, really holding the things that were so important to me as a patient, um, the little things, it's the littlest things that make a difference. You know, giving a choice of where you want to start your dressing change, giving a choice of, of, just the more you can give people choices and control over their care, the more you can individualize the care and you can really engage the patient and the family. And the nurses were not only kind to myself, they were so supportive of my parents. You know, having a parent having two children with life-threatening injuries, and I've seen it over the years in the burn center, the toll it takes, it's hard when you have one child, it's way magnified extremely magnified when you have two children. You're bouncing from room to room. You can only be in one place at one time. And so, you know, I've seen the struggles of parents over the years of, you know, with my time in the burn center and just wanting to give back. And I always said to myself, if I could give back 10% of what my nurses gave me, I'll make a difference. And it's been an amazing, rewarding career. And, you know, I have to say, I was a little concerned starting in the burn center and like, how are patients going to react to me? Are they going to negatively see me and say, oh my gosh, am I going to look like her? Is my face? And over taking care of thousands of burn patients, I have to say that it was only a couple times where patients were really kind of concerned, but we addressed it head on. I talked with them and, you know, I think it also gave um, patients some kind of hope that life goes on after a burn injury. It doesn't define you. And there's a silver lining to everything. And my silver lining is not only have I had the most rewarding and awesome 30 plus year career in nursing, I met my husband who's also burned through the burn community. I did not take care of him. And I have some of the best, most amazing people in my life because of my work in the burn community. And if my husband wouldn't have been burned and I wouldn't have been burned, we wouldn't have had our two children. So there's always a silver lining to every kind of tragedy. And I think I've kind of tackled my life that way with everything, with everything I take on, I've kind of always looked for the silver lining. I have no words to express how amazing that is because you get to use your life experience to speak into other people going and facing challenges that there's so much hope and and so much good that can come from challenges, like you said. Was there a particular nurse or maybe some nurses that really inspired you? Because I know you had a chance to hear from a nurse you got care from. Yes. Well, I, actually, I did keep 
in touch with several of the nurses for many decades, but because I was burned in 1970, they have either since retired and I know a couple have passed away. But last year I got a letter out of the blue that came to VMC. Um, I, I guess she had, had heard that um, I was still working here and had kind of followed me over the years and wrote me a letter um, of saying how she just wondered what happened to my life. And she then when she was so pleased to see that I became a nurse and I was working here and then we re reconnected. And um, I was so excited when I got the letter. I couldn't wait to get home. And I called and left a message as soon as I got home. She called me like an hour later and we were on the phone for hours that evening. Um, she actually was able to come back and um, we did a nursing wellness uh, video for Nurses Week, really a focus of why we went into nursing. So I told my story and then she was kind of a surprise visitor and she was actually on the video and it was such mutual respect, um, mutual admiration from as a patient, I so adored her and as a nurse, she never forgot me. And I think that's what's so magical about nursing is, you know, we have patients where we will never forget. We'll go to throughout our career and even into our retirement, our whole life, we will never forget them. And then patients have nurses that they never forget. They got them through those tough moments. Um, you really was there um, showing kindness and compassion, getting in whether it's through a tough surgery, a difficult delivery, um, you know, there for the family for an end of life. It's really such a special relationship and people never forget it. And this is also an incredible message that the community here in Santa Clara County really gets to hear the type of people working here, such as yourself, and the type of care that they're able to receive living in this community as well. So what an impactful thing to hear that you got to hear from somebody who took care of you. Do you then also get to, uh, you know, keep in contact uh, probably with many patients that you have had contact with over the years? It must just be so fulfilling for you. Yes. And as you bring that up, especially, you know, I, I spent the majority of my career in the burn center with very long hospitalizations that come back and have reconstructive surgery, especially as kids. Once there are patients, there are patients for life, right? We're a specialized unit. We're the only burn center in the South Bay. And so the patients become ours for life. And as a matter of fact, the other night I had dinner with a patient that, that I took care of in the 90s, him and his wife. And um, so over the years, I have kept in touch with so many of our patients um, because we also provide a lot of aftercare, you know, with burn camps, burn, uh, burn survivor picnics. Um, because of the pandemic, we haven't had to, we haven't had our burn center gala for the last couple of years, but we're bringing that back next year. And so just these reunions and it's, it's also so, uh, such a proud moment for the staff, right? Cause you get to see that someone almost died and was really shouldn't have survived and they survived that injury. And then they come to the gala, they're dancing. They're so grateful and it's really such a mutual respect and mutual admiration. It is really a special type of nursing, but not in the burn center. I see that in our trauma center, our PD rehab, our maternal child units, um, the NICU preemies that they have a, a reunion that throughout the years follow them throughout their life. Um, our outpatient clinics, um, VMC is such a special place and it's not only the patients, but it's the people. I've had the 
greatest experience working with some top-notch physicians, um, CEOs, nurse leaders that have really been my mentors and believed in me. And I I can't think of a better place that I could have spent my nursing career. That's just fantastic. I think I said it on the last episode, but I'll say it again. It does feel like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood here in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Wonderful facilities here, amazing people. You are also a huge champion for kindness. You talk about kindness all the time. How did that become something that you really champion in a lot of different ways, but just as like a motto, has it just been through all of the things that you get to do and experience here and help others? Kindness is a huge theme for you. I love that. You know, it started, like, as I mentioned earlier, like the kindness I received as a patient, um, I brought that as a nurse. And then when I was the nurse manager of the burn center, kindness just, just people expect you to be nice, but they don't expect you to be kind. And it really, when you are kind to someone, it really reaches to their core. It establishes a connection and it really shows that you know, we value as a human being. You're not just another patient. I've used that in my entire life, even in my personal life. So when I became the CNO, I thought, you know, we really need to focus on kindness. It's going to get patients through those rough times. It's going to get families through those rough times. And it's going to be people that remember VMC because how they were treated. And, you know, I always say people will, they'll always remember when you were kind and they'll never forget when you were rude. And I think when people come to seek our care, you know, regardless of what's going on, people are at their, sometimes their lowest part in their life as patients, dealing with difficult diagnosis, um, outcomes that they don't want for the families or the, themselves. And there's no room for disrespect or rudeness. And so I launched a kindness campaign shortly after taking this role. I didn't know how it would be. Anywhere um, I try to promote kindness, any forum, any voice um, of really trying to bring awareness of how we treat each other. And that's just not as from caregivers to patients, but it's caregivers to caregivers. And this has been a really rough, gosh, we're going into our third year of this pandemic and we have to support each other. Um, and I, it's not just unique to VMC, it's O'Connor, St. Louis, but I'm talking about healthcare workers across the country. This has been a really taken a toll, regardless of what role you have in the hospital, that we have to support each other. And through kindness is is the way to really reach out to someone who's struggling, to support each other through a tough day and be there when people come back after a bad day. That's so important to remember. It's it's kindness to one another on your staff because I think that then encourage you and it's, it pours out to the community that comes to receive care here as well. I knew somebody one time who said, I'd like to be remembered not as nice, but as kind. I think a lot of times nice is more of a service level uh, thing and kindness really goes towards showing that and compassion and empathy towards others. I see that a lot also with some of the programs that uh, you know come out of nursing as well, like the DAISY Award too. I think that, would you say, is another example of uh, a kindness thing because people receive such amazing care here that then they want to recognize nurses for that. And I think kindness plays a big part in that too, right? Yes, and actually in some of the nominations, they've really highlighted how kind and caring the nurse was. And you know, really... It's a way for patients and family members um, and staff members to really 
recognize the the outstanding nursing nurses that we have here and the great nursing care. And um, it's a national award. It's not specific to VMC. And it is, you know, really rewarding nurses from a patient experience that really want to honor the, the care um, that their family member received. So out of that came the, the DAISY Award. And so the nurse doesn't know they're getting it. We uh, show up on a unit and surprise them in front of their peers. And, you know, we've had um, a patient family, a patient uh, was in the labor and delivery um, where a family recognized a nurse and they brought, um, you know, the, lab- the the wife, the father and the child and the sibling. And the nurse was so overwhelmed Um so it's it's so meaningful, right? When it's a former patient that uh, recognizes and the nurse is so caught off guard that it's really such a special award, and it's just another way we can recognize awesome nursing care. I've had the opportunity to see some of the nurses be recipients of those awards, and it's so cool to see that they are so caught off guard because, to me, it seems like they just think this is you know this is just what I do every day. I come to work, I do my job, I give compassionate care. But then to receive that recognition is so fun to to see them get that. Right. And I think it just it reinforces to all nurses that every time we have a contact with the patient, we can make a difference, right? And even if it's a difficult pre-op, post-op, um, you know, patients never forget that kindness. And it it as a patient, it 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 hits you to your core. And just to know that someone could be so giving of, and when you're at your lowest part and, you know, being in the hospital could be a lot of times traumatic traumas, injuries, um, complex medical diagnosis, um, having to endure a lot of pain and suffering that, um, it's, it's so special when you can just brighten a patient's day. Um, and, you know, following the patient's lead, some people like humor, some people, just like you to listen and be there and really learning like for different people, kindness shows up in different ways. Yeah. It's really something you have to be kind of a a dynamic caregiver to really give people what they need. And I can tell that you're doing that so much. I wish we had more time to dive deeper into some of those programs like the Daisy Award, which we will have to in subsequent episodes as well. I just really thank you for your time. I know people are going to be really encouraged to hear more about your story and the care that they receive at our hospitals and clinics. But I want to ask one last thing is that I'm sure you do get people asking you sometimes if they should consider this profession of being a nurse. What do you tell them, especially, you know, if they're considering being a nurse here at Santa Clara Valley Healthcare? Well, I love mentoring new nurses. And when people ask me that and they'll say, you know, what does being a nurse mean to you? And I just tell them, you know, becoming a nurse has been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. You know, besides having my kids and marrying my husband, but I would have never met my husband if I wouldn't have become a nurse. And so again, that silver lining, but nursing is such a rewarding field and there's so many different areas of nursing, right? There's critical care, med search, inpatient, community, um, school nurse, um, ambulatory care, OR, ED, um, nurses that are working in the field, in research. There's no limit to what nursing can do, but bringing it back to VMC, a lot of nurses come here and they make it their career. It's their home. They grow up here as new grads because we are a training hospital and we train a lot of nurses, both in med surge, critical care, 
and they come here and it becomes their second family. You know, people spend a lot of time at work and, you know, this is such an awesome family that um, I would be happy to talk to anyone interested in becoming a nurse. And I've had new grads reach out to me. I've given them tours of the um, of the hospital. And in my, I've also taught at San Jose State um, just part-time throughout my nursing career, um, really encouraging, you know, and mentoring new nurses. When, after I retire, um, I plan on doing some kind of teaching and really, you know, trying to give back um, and help develop nurses um, in some capacity. So I really encourage anyone um, thinking about nursing to reach out to people who are nurses and encourage people. It's a wonderful profession. Well, that's just phenomenal words. Again, I thank you so much for taking the time to share all of that with us today. We'll have to have you back on the beat very soon. Thank you, Jill Sproul, for all that you've done and continue to do for our community. And if I can just do a huge shout out and thank you in appreciation from all the nurses that work in our health system. They show up every day with their kindness and compassion and they make me proud every day. So shout out to all the uh, VMC, O'Connor, St. Louis, and all the ambulatory nurses that we have in our system and custody. All right. Thank you so much. Great job, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.